was that Hobbs joke you wanted to tell me, Matthias? Oh. Oh yeah. Um. Just a second. So, you, do you guys know um, Hobbes's quote about the the state of or man, the state of nature? Yeah, yeah. I'm not familiar with it. Yeah, yeah, no. Um, Hobbes uh, fucking Hob- sucks. <laughs> fucking lunatic. Don't worry about it. Um, <laughs> actually, I've decided that I'm a monarchist now. Oh, <laughs> nice. But, but. Oh, we're gonna we're about to spat when we talk about Boris Johnson. Then that's... I'm uh, no, no, not not that. I'm you know like how there are welfare queens. I'm a welfare monarchist. Mm. That is the governmental system that I believe. You just in. want like the rich people to just like give welfare to everybody. Is that what you're saying? No, we need we need a king and a queen, but there'll be a welfare king and queen. Like they like like the UK king and queen. In a way, yes, actually. <laughs> but um, okay, so Thomas Hobbes's, uh, yes. you know, very famous quote. Um, Our favorite monarchist. Yes, uh, man in the state of nature, uh, his life is solitary, brutish, nasty, and short. Folks, the state of nature, very nasty, very brutish. (laughs) We don't like it. We don't like it. That's a good one. (laughs) We need a king. We need a king. We need a big king. A big king made out of a lot of little people. (laughs) A leviathan. Everybody, what's up? It's uh, State of the Revolution, the Michigan Progressive Podcast. I'm Benjamin Klon. <laughs> I'm Alex Sorry. <laughs> Zachary Reinhardt. I'm Matthias Brimmer. <laughs> oh did you get that, Jimmy Jones? I did. Okay, good for you. Bro, I you're canceled. Don't you care about the trophy animals? What Excuse the fuck, me, man. It's freaky fast. <laughs> this is this is why people are dying all across the globe so that you know boom 10 minutes or less jimmy johns <laughs> this is why we have empire man yeah uh it's one of the benefits yeah that's why we have like um literal bands like uh you know giving stress uh attacks to amazon workers right so that we could have uh our Oh, I don't know. Just some stupid shit. Like Capitalism. The next day. <laughs> yeah. Capitalism. It's freaky fast. <laughs> <laughs> well, uh, we're coming to you from the studios at The Fledge in Lansing, Michigan. As we tape this, it is Saturday, August 31st. Uh, thanks for joining us this week. Uh, so to start things off, um, a report from uh, Education Week. Uh, came out on Monday uh, showing that this school year, uh, starting up here, um, at least one in five students in in Flint's public schools are eligible for special education, which is a 56% increase from the year before the Flint water crisis started. Wow. Yikes. I mean, the government just completely letting down the people of Flint in every single way. I mean, the 
the the fact that they, they shouldn't have been poisoned to begin with, but apparently, according to the uh, article, they're also having a hard time um, like meeting the needs of these kids, uh, which is just like atrocious. There should be no reason that you know these kids aren't given the full support of both the state and federal government um, because. Uh, both the Michigan Department of Environmental Quality and the EPA dropped the ball in terms of preventing this. So, uh, yeah, I mean, ridiculous. They should be full funded. Yeah, I think last week um, I said something about how there's like a generation of kids at the border and these actually these detention centers across the country that are becoming like crippled and like handicapped for the rest of their lives. Right. And, um, this is kind of the same thing, except it's targeted at a different population. Right. Mm -hmm. This is how historically the United States has targeted, um, a black and African uh, American communities is by, uh, just completely ignoring, uh, the infrastructural needs um, of, uh, these communities and just really just disregarding their, uh, their public health in uh, like almost all regards. Um, some, almost all of the most polluted areas in our country are filled with like minority people, whether they're like natives or, um, black people or, uh, or, uh, Hispanic. It's, it, it really is, um, just, it, I, I say this a lot. It's really, it's, it's the program of American capitalism. I have to say, it continues to astound me that no one went to jail for what happened in Flint. And, you know, presumably with Newark, no one is going to go to jail for that either. Probably um, not. Well. Well, Flint still doesn't have clean water. No. Nope. Yeah. Still, to this fucking day. They still, not like, not only do they still not have clean water, but also, like, no one... No one has gone to jail for this shit. There's, there's no, there's no consequence for just poisoning an entire city of people. No, instead you get a Harvard fellowship. Yeah, well, if yeah. you're, you know, if, if they rescinded that, didn't they? Yeah, uh, yeah. after pressure, <laughs> after <laughs> like, wow, you really had, you really gave a fellowship to a guy who like literally poisoned like Kids. an entire city. Yeah. <laughs> I fucking was, amazing job, Harvard. Just so upwards. on brand. That's, that's the American dream is failing upwards. That should be a, a Harvard's like a Latin <laughs> phrase. Should be like failing upwards in Latin. <laughs> uh, well, as Matthias alluded to, uh, Newark, New Jersey is dealing with a with a similar problem. Um, they also uh, have found uh, elevated levels of lead in their drinking water supply. Uh, I wanted to read an excerpt from this uh, article from Wired, which says, The warning signs have been in Newark since 2016. The same year Flint's crisis hit the front pages. City officials have long denied that it has a major lead problem with its drinking water, insisting that uh, the issue was limited to buildings with aging infrastructure, though they did shut down... Um, water fountains in more than 30 schools prov providing bottled water instead a city water testing plan was set up in 2017 and over the following 18 months multiple tests showed more than 10 percent of homes in the city had lead levels exceeding the federal limit of 15 parts per billion last fall the city began giving out water filters to some 40,000 residents but residents complained that they were not told how necessary the filters were or how, un or were unclear on how to properly install them. 
Last week, the EPA sent the city a letter citing serious concerns about drinking water safety, saying the filters Newark residents were given may never uh, may never have worked properly. The EPA tested water filtered through the city provided filters and lead levels still came out above the federal limit. Quote, we are unable at this time to assure Newark residents that their health is fully protected when drinking tap water filtered through these devices. The EPA's letter read, uh, when, when the city began handing out bottled waters this month, some residents waited in line for water for hours, only to find out it was only being passed out to people who live in certain areas. Uh, the National Resource Defense Council brought a federal lawsuit against the city to force Newark to deliver bottled water to expand its, bo- um, to expand its bottled water giveaway uh, to residents who are pregnant or have children aged six or younger in the eastern part of the city. Um, now, efforts hit another snag when officials realized the bottled water had expired and had to temporarily stop the handouts. Um, so oh, just a my massive God. fucking shit show. Oh, my God. I, I can't help but feel like this is um, like, I mean, you already you, you already have the CEO of Nestle saying that he doesn't believe that like waters are right and that everyone should have to pay for it. And then you have like the systemic like. Easy for you to say when you're paying like three dollars to like take as much water as you want. Yeah, (laughs) I'm sorry. I'm sorry. I'm sorry. We. uh, I need. I need to clarify something. The water, the bottled water, expired. Yeah. How does this work? Um, I am. Imagine- why you don't get your go- the government uh, hands involved with anything? Or what else do they do? Inspi- what do they do to water? these bottles? What are they bottling them in? <laughs> this this has so so. I mean, it's bottled in plastic bottles. So I I mean, don't uh, quote me on this. I'm assuming that there's an expiration date on it because the plastic like gets into the water. I'm going to quote you on. Well, that. Well, first of all, okay. all plastic bottles uh, you're drinking microplastic, right? Every single plastic bottle you're drinking out of. Sorry to say. Hey, cheers. Cheers. Probably the same with those Brita filters too. Well, yeah, honestly. the Brita. That was to say that, that was a. Uh, they did uh, something similar in Flint. You know, giving out their Brita filters that don't actually take out lead, um, which is just like <laughs> the most asinine like PR move ever. Uh, like here, here's a filter, so now you feel safe to drink the water that's still not safe. Uh, I mean. Anything, anything short of like a massive investment in new piping infrastructure is just a slap in the face. Yeah, it's just a typical half measure. Yeah, it's a way, I mean, you're trying. This is a way to try to move towards the privatization of water resources. What's really disgusting? And gentrification, because a lot of these people are going to have to like move out of the area, or they're going to their health's going to take a serious, serious turn. What's really worse. unfortunate is that like. Uh, we, our government and our, our, these officials keep having to respond to disaster after disaster. When if uh, actual government action on like the things that the people need, like infrastructure, like better schools, uh, you know, like new pipes for water, you know, or better public water and better public uh, facilities in general, mm-hmm. right? If 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 the government was actually doing this stuff and not just you know kowtowing to the biggest corporations and ju- just. Uh, stealing as much wealth and labor from us as possible, you know, we, we wouldn't be have we wouldn't be having to deal with these sorts of issues, which is really really unfortunate. Mm-hmm. And, and and you know, I mean, honestly, like uh, one of the big things that was said here in Michigan is that you know Rick Snyder is a, a Republican 
um, you know, that was that was like the, the the reason that it happened. But you look at New York, and it's uh, Democratic governor, Democratic um, city uh, council. Yeah, Cory Booker is the senator there, which he's getting a lot of flack over this. Uh, he's been from protesters and whatnot. But it just goes to show that this isn't necessarily like um, a partisan issue. It's just a failure of representatives to represent their people. Yeah, it's not just Newark and Flint too. This is a problem Chicago, across, like, across the country. Yeah, I've, I've had multiple, I heard Idaho. Multiple. Like, there's some places in Idaho, and maybe like, or maybe it was Utah. And there's different. There's different. Um, <laughs> different poisoning of different waters from different like resources so like obviously like uh you know like there's lead in new york and there's lead in flint but then like in iowa they have like uh shallow wells that only go down uh you know a little bit and like all the nitrates from the farm runoff run into it which is like a whole other problem so i mean just water it's water uh cleanliness in america is depreciating and depreciating very very rapidly i was uh, uh bernie's campaign put out uh one a, a video recently one uh, they've only put out one video recently incredible <laughs> no one of the myriad of videos that i've been bombarded with on instagram was about um factory farms mm-hmm. and factory farms are a huge fucking issue when it comes to local water supplies because these farms essentially are like rivers of shit flow from them literally like Like literally reservoirs of shit i mean it's so bad just oh whoops a little bit got into the drinking water sorry y'all i mean it's so much you gotta think about like it's so much runoff that it can like change the entire uh biodiversity of one of our great lakes yeah erie can like literally be changed because of like the amount of runoff that's being allowed to go into our waterways so it's like yeah, it's a massive, massive problem. There needs to be an overhaul in farming. There needs to be an overhaul in our infrastructure. I mean, from from top to bottom, really. Yeah, but haven't you been in downtown Detroit, lady? It, or it's lately, it's like alive now. Mm. It's like amazing. <laughs> I would, I would rather have um, the environment be alive. <laughs> no offense to Detroit. Well, going back to New Jersey, real quick. Um, it was reported yesterday that residents of a 37-story luxury apartment tower in Newark's downtown are being urged also not to drink their water after tests showed that elevated lead levels coming uh, are coming into the building. So I I have to wonder if uh, this is going to change how uh, how the city and the state respond. Respond so to this. The changing of the pipes in that building and like right. the major pipes, but then all of the houses that are you know not as wealthy will get left to the wayside most likely you know that'd be my guess i think i think that there will be a um i think that there will be a uh, very drastic uh you know difference in how the city responds like you said to the uh urgent crisis of these wealthy people who are going to be lead poisoned and you know we'll see whether or not that um you know urgency spills over because something tells me that you know there are priorities here yeah sometimes they're not gonna well, they had like a like in um indiana they had a lead crisis in a town but the town was you know mostly white affluent folks and it was handled like Within like eight months, I think they had like all of the pipes replaced and funny how that works sometimes. And I mean, like, you know, standing rock, you know, they're like, oh, yeah, you know, oh, these white people might get uh, 
you know, the oil spill. Can't have that happen. Okay, you got to throw these people of color under under the bus. Yeah, by running it through a reservation. Exactly, and and you know, it is essentially the same thing as being like, um, yeah, we're gonna let the black city use lead pipes. So uh, environmental racism is very very real. Which incidentally. Uh, apparently, people have known about the toxicity of lead since literally the Romans, where they were writing about, you know, aqueducts, great. Lead piping, not good. People go crazy. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, like, because uh, one of the side effects of lead like poisoning is, like, uh, increased, like, uh, agitation and violence, which, when you think about it, is, like, Truly awful because Flint has been on like the most violent cities top three for shit a decade maybe two yeah and this is only gonna like further increase that so I was listening to um, this podcast the dollop which uh, covers the different historical topics from our history mm-hmm. and they were talking about leaded gasoline actually um, whose inventor just interestingly also invented cfcs so like damn dude this guy is like really going at the environment but you know lead was taken out of gasoline finally in the 70s and so what they were what they mentioned was that that huge drop in crime that happens towards the end of the 70s you know like like giuliani and all those people Mm. like the crackdown and all that shit um, and through the 80s, you don't know how much of that isn't just like, oh, man, now we're not belching lead into the air with every car that goes by. Yeah. And the sad thing is, is, you know, that like uh, the, you know, the increased uh, violence and stuff like that, that's going to result from the lead poisoning isn't going to be, you know, you, like the, the right's going to use it as like, you know, like. Inner city crime, you know, just yeah. black on black crime, you know, and it's like there's no responsibility whatsoever and accountability for the fact that they literally poison the city. And like, you know, in, in Flint's case, they're fucking guilty. Yeah. Well, fixing the uh, pipes is Chicago politics. So I'll leave that. I'll leave that to you guys. Um, I'm not going to park. <laughs> <laughs> Shit's going a little crazy in the UK right now. Uh, Tens of thousands of demonstrators are taking to the streets across Britain um, and outside the gates of Downing Street in protest against Boris Johnson's move to suspend Parliament. Um, I guess the... I guess the, some of the MPs in Parliament are trying to push for a no-deal Brexit, which would be fucking terrible for the UK. Of course, they're not—they're not, not going to be getting a good deal out of this any way they do it. Yo, I just want to say something about my man Boris on the subject <laughs> of environmental sustainability. Okay. Um, I think that Boris is, you know, really with it. He's very green. He recently made an announcement that instead of his usual routine of getting up in the morning, uh, finding a straw broom, lopping off the end and just putting it on his head in the morning, he is going to reuse the same straw broom wig (laughs) every day for at least a week at a time. So, you know, that cuts down on a lot of uh, old timey 
rooms that could be oh, being sure. used yeah. in other places. No, yeah. that's great to hear. Yeah. The only uh, the only thing green about uh, Boris Johnson is that he doesn't use nearly as much hairspray in his hair as Donald Trump. <laughs> <laughs> None. <laughs> if, oh my gosh, maybe if we could get like Boris Johnson to stand next to Donald Trump, then like he could absorb. It's, the... it's, it's, it's it was brilliant. It was brilliant. They met. And it was brilliant. It was no, amazing. I mean just like forever, like how, <laughs> like how trees absorb they carbon. Live, no, they should like live together for sure, definitely. Oh uh, man, yo, I wonder if Ben Carson could do like the opposite of the separating the twins. <laughs> <laughs> and I mean, hey, you know, if not, you know, I mean, you know, the guy falls asleep at the wheel. What's the worst thing that happens? We lose two uh, brilliant heroes. I think that if we were to mend and put together <laughs> the two greatest leaders of the free world in our lifetimes, then I, I believe that that would be a good thing. And I, I support it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. No, but for real though, this Boris Johnson shit actually is completely insane. Boris just, is yeah. wild. Just like, no, just what, so what he did, yeah, like he dissolved parliament, right? And this is a pretty, it's like, he not, dissolved parliament? He dissolved parliament uh, with, um, he recommended the, well, actually the way it happens yeah, is, he went and talked to the prime, queen, yeah, didn't he? The prime minister recommends to the queen to dissolve parliament because it's actually the queen who dissolves parliament because you know, the UK is a really normal democracy where a fucking rich person on the fucking welfare of the taxpayer just gets to like decide to, you know, forget about fucking the legislature, just like fucking dissolve it. Right. She's so, the welfare queen. Right. Exactly. <laughs> so yeah, like, you know, but this stuff's like not unprecedented. It's happened before, but it's in it's such an extreme case like this. It's pretty, it's, it's, it's pretty insane just because you definitely have like, uh, you have, uh, you have, uh, Jeremy Corbyn, who's, uh, the leader of the labor party who just finally, you know, got a deal together with, uh, the rest of the, uh, opposing parties, uh, in the, in, in the legislature, in the parliament. And, you know, now they can't really do anything about it because the parliament is dissolved. Uh, so Boris Johnson kind of, uh, has punted. He's basically, uh, just going to buy enough time to where there's going to be no possible time for parliament to figure out anything for the MPs to get anything done, uh, before this October 31st deadline. Uh, I think a lot of the people in like the, um, international business class are sort of regretting you know this boris johnson no deal brexit stuff because you actually had the financial times come out and say yeah maybe uh jeremy corbyn wouldn't be such a bad idea yeah, that's, that's how you know you're making uh making gains right yeah. i think there's gonna be a lot of people that are gonna make a lot of money off of the no deal brexit um just through like, you know, whenever there's, it's like uh, the 2008 financial crisis, you know, for, mm. for regular working folk, that was a horrible, horrible time. But for the elite, they're like, shit, yeah, we can buy up on the cheap. So I honestly, it might be, there's going to be a lot of people making money off of the fact that this is happening. To be honest. Well, the, the estimates out there are that it's going to uh, retract the uh, economy by 8%. The uh, 
UK economy by 8%. Um, And, you know, something that I'm definitely worried about is that possibly this Brexit could be one of the dominoes that really starts this next financial crisis coming up. Mm -hmm. So, yeah, like that, um, definitely something to watch out for. But something that is also, you know, very uh, keen on my mind is this border with uh, Ireland and Northern Ireland. Mm -hmm. If this no-deal Brexit were to go through, this would create a hard border between Ireland and Northern Ireland, which is something that goes uh, I thought completely that the, against the Good Friday Accords. Yeah, I was say there, and there hasn't been tension about that in the past or anything, right? Well, actually, <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah, they're they're uh, they get along very well, just like um, you know, what's his name, Modi and. You know, that country that they love right to the Pakistan, north. Pakistan, yeah. Like, yeah, just like yeah, Pakistan. Yeah, just like guys. how Kashmir is just like a really cool place to be. Also, we need to be talking more about Kashmir. Kashmir is oh, super important yeah. right now. The Indian government is basically... Uh, it's... it's 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 up there with, like, you know, what uh, Israel has done, you know, in Gaza. You know, like, it, like, just totally blacking out everything. No telecommunications whatsoever. Um... It's really scary. We don't know everything that's going on there. Uh, yeah, like it's definitely something that we should all be very, very watchful for. I don't know anything about this. Um, in uh, in India right now, the prime minister's uh, party, the um, uh, PKG. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think I I don't know. Um, Nahendra Modi. Uh, and his party have um, revoked the um, semi-autonomous status of their portion, their occupied portion of the state of Kashmir, which is essentially um, a state that is cut in half between a Pakistani half and an Indian half, similar to in uh, North and South Korea, where that border was formed, where the fighting ground to a halt, there was a war ground to a halt. That's the border. And it's kind of got like an independent status, kind of like similar to like Hong Kong, right? Yes. So it's like, it's under the... It did. It did. Yeah, it did. Right. Um, and so now it is um, being uh, essentially enveloped into the rest of the nation as just a regular state, um, which is, you know, very scary for them because a lot of those people are Muslim minority, which are, you know, heavily been persecuted under the PKG uh, government. And like, you know, like in PKG controlled areas, like there's been known and well-documented, like uh, just slaughters and just like very like awful violence going on over like and, over there and the thing that is really disturbing about this as well is that modi was just reelected and his party like won a huge majority in parliament like a landslide isn't, victory isn't he the one that um <clears throat> That Tulsi Gabbard gets shit for being friendly with. Yes, yeah. and for very good reason. That's those are like the probably the best or the more like you know 
Yeah, I good mean, faith, you know, the good faith uh, criticisms of Tulsi. I'd you, say. Like, I mean, you do have to be critical of these foreign leaders. Like, you know, intervention is almost never the answer in a situation like this. Or, you know, I don't know. Like, oh no, I'm I'm not saying that she shouldn't be given shit for it. Right. Just, no, I I I just want to double down on that. Yeah, for sure, for sure. No, but um, I believe in giving Tulsi Gabbard shit for literally everything possible. <laughs> but yeah, like um, <laughs> just like you know, Kashmir, like very awful situation. But you know, like Ireland could be like another like hot spot if we're not careful mm-hmm. like it, you know there, there's it's been, been really tumultuous yeah it, it's there's already been some like you know uh car bombs and stuff like that so yeah this is like not you know this is serious this is like serious stuff creating a hard border on uh the in ireland could be disastrous so yeah, there's Halloween. It's gonna be a good one, guys. <laughs> Jeremy Corbyn met with the Queen too, and like asked her to. Yeah, so Jeremy Corbyn sent her, wrote her a letter saying like, "Hey, this is fucking stupid. Why are you doing this?" <laughs> and she basically denied him, though. She's yeah. like, uh, "Well, no, you you think you think Jeremy, dude, the Queen obviously would rather have Boris Johnson than Jeremy Corbyn, oh, yeah. right? Like, mm-hmm. you know, that's Listen just self interest. I mean, should be people in the Labour Party that would rather have <laughs> Boris Johnson than Jeremy Corbyn, right? Yeah. So, well, Not most surprising. most of them are like you know that in that independent group oh, or yeah, like yeah, in the, the Lib Dems now, but yeah, which is almost non-existent, right? Yeah, like those the, those motherfuckers are just like completely spineless. They J.K. Rowling crew. Oh my God, J.K. Rowling can like get the fuck out of my face. Hold on, I would like to comment on something. Uh, Brett Stevens getting owned by a uh, Jewish professor from that was amazing. Whatever. Um. Uh, you know, uh, Brett Stevens. He got called a bed bug by a professor. Oh, I heard about like that. Like some yeah. joke, you know, some professor had made some tweet, like a joke. And he, like, wrote, and he wrote in the New York Times, he's like, yeah, this is the Holocaust. Like, this is this is unacceptable. I just... <laughs> because someone called him a bed bug? No, yes. he, no, he didn't. He emailed the guy personally about a tweet that he made, which had three likes and zero retweets. He emailed this guy and CC'd his dean. <laughs> yeah. And was like, this is extremely unacceptable. And no, 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 blah, blah, blah. And, you know, he just, he, he did. He called the manager. He, he did, asked for he, the manager. He, he, oh, he did. Um, and, and, and yeah, no, then, then he went on and he went on whatever show and he was like, you know, um, fascist regimes have a history of uh, comparing um, people like me to insects. It's like, um, what? A- like fucking assholes? <laughs> um, I'd like to see a regime that would persecute assholes, specifically the Brett Stevens kind. That would be great. Or if at the very least uh, we could get them, uh, get the New York Times to stop letting people like him write for them. Um. It's persecution enough for me. <laughs> <laughs> no, so so that same professor uh, said something. He was like, um, so yeah, this guy just uh, completely, you know, humiliated himself and his paper, and he's still at the New York Times. Nothing is going to happen. He's, he's like, irritating, and he can't be removed. He is a bed bug. <laughs> <laughs> he also, in some other tweet, I saw that he had said, like, Oh, you know, um, I mean, I didn't realize that he was Jewish. His writing style is, you know, I, I thought that he was a wasp, which is like, 
fucking owned Brett. Like that is just oh my god. Yeah, Brett Stevens, super boring usually, but this time he was like, "Yeah, say that in front of my wife's face. Come say that to my kids." <laughs> oh yeah, I I heard someone told me that like he like invited him over to yes. his house for dinner. He's, He's like, like, "Yeah, come. Well, it'd be very pleasant. Come have, have a good time. Come have and dinner. You can with say my that wife. to my kids." You can say that to my wife. We'll have a nice dinner with my wife, and then you can spit in my face in front of my family. <laughs> hey, look, kids, your dad's an asshole. <laughs> oh, my God. I just thought you should know. Yo, I wonder if he would let me take him up on that offer. <laughs> let's, let's get, let's get, yes, let's, yes, get Matias like, All we have Stevens to do house. is just, like, talk shit about him on Twitter, and we'll get invited over to, for dinner. Yo, yo, you just throw milk He lists. name searches for sure, yeah. Yo, let's, let's uh, at him on this episode. And uh, maybe we can cast from his house at dinner. Yeah. <laughs> oh, amazing. Brilliant. Hi, Brett. I'm so glad that you had us here. <laughs> amazing. Thanks for being on the show. <laughs> Front of the show, Brett Stevens. <laughs> so, so let's talk about uh, how Palestinians have a crime bone in their brain. <laughs> Sorry, Alex. I mean, we do. <laughs> it's, it's, called the, it's called the Intifada heel. It's time for 2020 bullshit. Um, what do we got this week? Um, <laughs> Many gaffes of Joe Biden. Joe Biden had some fuck ups this last week. No, you- guys, lay off Joe. Lay off the Joe Biden guess. Like, it, like it matters. Like, like Donald Trump is gonna really repeat the shit over and over and over again. Were that he were gonna run against Joe Biden? Like, what the? Why are we talking about this, guys? I always try to like find out what is what's like more damning news that comes out about Biden is it like him like stumbling over his words and not remembering shit today or is it like him actually in coherent form but like praising racist basically uh, I don't know if you guys saw like the thing about uh, he basically wrote, wrote an uh, op-ed um Talking about welfare queens, actually, and uh, oh, awesome! Yeah, I'm sure that was. I'm sure that was good. Yeah, it was from uh, 1988. Good old Biden classic. He's on that king shit. <laughs> yeah, like forget that he can't remember Obama's name. Like he's really coherent when he's you know defending uh, segregationists mm-hmm. and uh, you know telling Kamala Harris that he's more progressive than her. That's what he's like <laughs> the most coherent. So that's good. That's fine. Yeah. No, actually, I like that one. <laughs> I, I, I want some good. There's some bad. With I it. want him to stay in the race as long as possible, just to like, you know, kind of split the centrist vote. As more and more people are like, okay, this guy is fucking senile. You know, they start drifting away, but you know, he should hang around and you know just like keep his hard base, so that you know, exactly like the Republican primaries. Those guys, you know, all of the opposition to this big, bad outsider gets split up and then one by one by one. Yeah, the most recent data that I heard about showed that um, the Monmouth poll. I can't remember where it's Monmouth. Mothman poll. (laughs) (laughs) Well, the most recent data that I heard about showed that um, the majority of Biden supporters second choice is Bernie. Oh, and that's not what I'm talking. Yeah, well, that is oh, that- that's dope. Yeah. yeah. So I mean, like, the sooner he gets out of the race, the more support Bernie can have. And I think there's a real opportunity for Joe Biden to turn this campaign into something positive. Um, you know, for instance, like, let's say you're a senior citizen and you have no idea who you are, or where you're at. You can go to Joe 
30330 and it will contact a family member near you. And I think that could really, you know, be beneficial to our society. Oh, that would be fantastic. Yeah. I've fallen and I can't get up. Joe 30330. And then like all of a sudden Joe Biden appears out of nowhere. And he he picks you up and he gives you a little squeeze on the tush. Yeah, right. Sniffs your hair, maybe. No, the, the Monmouth mm. University probably good, baby. <laughs> the Monmouth. That was much more Elvis. <laughs> The mon- <laughs> See, the shut mo- the fuck up. <laughs> <laughs> the motherfucking Monmouth poll that I was talking about, yeah, it has uh, it's basically a three-way race now between Joe Biden, uh, uh, Bernie Sanders, and Elizabeth and Warren. Warren. Yeah, Bernie Sanders being on top, Elizabeth Warren right behind him, and Joe Biden actually one point uh, below both of them. Which I really love that poll, only because like it. One, like, um, it got the, the actual Biden campaign, like, put out a statement calling it, like, an outlier, which then, like, the um, poll itself, like, put out a similar statement saying it's an outlier, which just goes to show, like, how much power they have over, like, the polling. And then it got um, one of the, uh, I can't remember which polling place it was, but um, they were, like, having a spat and they were talking about, well, you know, when we have an outlier, we just, like, get rid of it and we just redo the poll unless you know so that comes out with like results that are actually representative and i'm thinking to myself you're you just said the quiet part out loud you're not supposed to say that <laughs> no right and, but that being said that being said like this is a national poll and you guys i've said before how i feel about national polls like especially yeah. in a primary like they don't really matter mm-hmm. the only polls that matter right now again are uh, iowa and new hampshire um and then after those south carolina is the most important poll um anyways but yeah, like, uh, you know, it, what it is, what it is going to do is people are going to see those poll numbers and it's going to be like a waterfall effect. Cause as soon as people understand that Joe Biden isn't like as electable as everybody's made him out to be and that like, you know, veneer starts to fade, that's really when you're going to see, you know, this support start to fall precipitously and he'll drop out. Right. And I don't I, think he'll drop out. You don't think he'll drop out? I I, don't. I feel like no, he might I, I, save face. I feel like he might just because he. I think he is having a really hard time out there. He is, he's he's sundown. I mean, he's, he's, he's dropped out. He's dropped out twice before. Yeah, hasn't he? He's dropped out. Like, this is one of the MO. times he dropped out. Yeah. He didn't even make it to fucking Iowa. He yeah, cannot true. fucking apologize for anything that he's ever done. How would he like just back down? And, yeah, and I don't know if you guys have ever tried to like take the keys away from a delirious old person <laughs> before driving, <laughs> but it's impossible. And this is basically the same fucking thing. <laughs> I'm, I'm waiting for the establishment. Please, please, Grandpa, stop running for president. <laughs> honestly, honestly, the, keys the, the way things are going, like, he's fucking forgetting Obama's name. Like, Jesus Christ. Like, the way things are going, I could seriously see the DNC and the Democrats, Democratic establishment you know, starting to intervene and being like, hey, Biden, we need you out of here. That way we can bring up Kamala or, like, or we'll fucking take the uh, deal with Warren, right? If they honest, like it's really weird. I really do not see a path for these centrists at this point, which scares me kind of makes me feel like a fucking idiot. Like, but I just really don't see a path for them just because like you, you, you look at Kamala Harris, she's tanking, you know, like, are they really going to back her? And if they back Elizabeth Warren, the centrist, like she, she just doesn't have the diverse coalition that is needed to win a democratic primary that could change. I don't know. Ryan Grimm says she doesn't, she doesn't really have like a really defined 
coalition. I'm not so sure that's true. I don't know, uh, something that could change up the race. I don't know if you guys saw this, but um, so for the first time, Iowa is going to be having virtual caucuses. Um, so you can call, basically, you can call into the caucuses. Uh, they have like a, and you rank your top five choices um, accordingly. Um, and then I'm that sure will, that will run smoothly. That will count. Well, they're already having problems. So apparently, uh, some like 14 year old <laughs> kid like yes. was able to hack into the system. Oh, oh my god. Uh, so well, Florida should adopt this. <laughs> yeah, right. Uh, so the DNC is uh, calling it into question, and they have to come up with a uh, alternative plan by September 13th. And if they don't, their first in the nation status could be up for um, grabs. So essentially, they could be pushed back and not be the first caucus day, which would completely change the uh, dynamics of this uh, race going forward. And they would it would be New Hampshire that goes first, and then it'd be South Carolina after, and uh, Iowa would actually come after Super Tuesday, which would be like the first time. And wait, could that happen this election? Yes, if they don't get a plan adopted by the DNC by September 13th, that could happen this election. Wow, that sh- that yeah. could really. F- I don't. They're gonna get something figured out. They won't allow that because because really. If Biden doesn't win Iowa, it's done. It's done. Biden doesn't win Iowa. I don't think so. I think he has to get top three. Yes. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. I I don't think he could tank. You're talking about a guy whose entire support is based on that he's the most electable. Mm -hmm. If he can't win an Iowa caucus... Well, I mean, like, but they can always say that it's like a one-off, you know. Yeah, well, everyone he's banking can, on uh, South Carolina. His, his their campaign's yeah. message will be, yeah, we didn't win Iowa, out. but that's because our coalition is full of black people, and that's why we're going to win. We South have Carolina. the Obama coalition. Yeah, that's what they'll because go with. I am just as charismatic. But Obama won Iowa. Yeah, yeah. Well, but they'll still, <laughs> that's what they're they're hinging on. <laughs> <laughs> How consequential is Nevada? Because they're actually they're bo- they're actually before South Carolina. In my heart, um, it's pretty. <laughs> I mean, it's pretty. It's going to be pretty interesting because it uh, has a very large uh, Latinx population. Right. Nevada's kind of swinging purple, isn't it? Um, maybe that's Arizona. Arizona. Yeah, yeah. Nevada. Yeah, no, I guess Nevada's not really a very important like Democratic electorate, like primary state. No, but it, it'll be interesting to define who has. I think Nevada will be a big indicator of how well the candidates will do in neighboring California. So it'll be a, a, a big, strong indicator for that. I think. Um, and I think that. I mean, I think it's going to come down to in Nevada. It's going to come down to Warren versus um, Bernie because they're both building huge, huge coalitions and ground games in that state. Uh, I know they're both vying for Harry Reid's uh, support and as well as the unions there. Uh, Warren recently took some flack because they had a culinary union there that uh, <clears throat> was uh, on strike, on strike yeah. and hurt some of her staffers uh, across the picket line. So. Yeah, in that case you guys be. forgot, Warren is a scab. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, that could be that could be interesting. Which yeah, if that if that were the case, then if Iowa does move, it'd be what? So New Hampshire, Nevada, then South Carolina. I don't think that. Yeah, I think that would be advantageous for Bernie, though, to be honest, or the progressives just in general. For uh, Iowa to get p- pushed back. Yeah, yeah, I think so. Um, just because Iowa, Iowa will be better for. People like Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, because it is so white. And well, uh, is it true that historically, uh, whoever wins the Iowa caucus usually goes on to win the nomination? Yeah, yeah, usually. There's been a few instances where that's not been the case, but like nine times out of ten, basically, it's uh, the case. Well, um, the final lineup for the third Democratic debate uh, is set. 
for a single night in Houston um, in a couple weeks on the 12th of September. Uh, this lineup includes Amy Klobuchar, Cory Booker, Pete Buttereggs, um, <laughs> Bernie Sanders, uh, Joe Biden, Elizabeth Warren, Kamala Harris, Andrew Yang, Beto O'Rourke, for some reason, um, and Julian Castro. That's an interesting lineup. I'm glad that it didn't get over ten, so that we don't have to deal with two fucking nights. Absolutely. One night. Like and even I'm glad like that Tom Steyer didn't make it. Yeah, for sure. I'm sick of getting his fucking ads on YouTube. Yeah, I mean, even for like fucking political freaks like us, like I, I hate having to watch two debates in a yeah. row. Yeah, I mean, and and like last time I was like, I watched like the Bernie Warren one, and I started to watch the other one. It's like, nah, fuck this, turned it off. Yeah, like just nobody interesting. I'm glad that like uh, a lot of like the like people that people can't even remember their names are gone now, like the Michael Bennett's and people like that. Like, thank God. Yeah, yeah. Like, yeah Seth, Seth Moulton Jeff dropped out. Yeah, you guys like, I mean, him? I don't like Beto, I and I don't like some of these people, but did not know he was running. Yeah, I did not know that Seth Moulton was running. Yeah, yeah, which means he shouldn't have been running. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, I'm I'm also very excited. I've I've been saying for a while, like I hate how many candidates there are. Um, so happy John Delaney's gone. So happy Michael Bennett's gone. So happy, uh, Kirsten Gillibrand. She dropped out. Tulsi Gabbard. I like Kirsten Gillibrand and Tulsi Gabbard more than I like Beto O'Rourke. Like, why the fuck is Beto O'Rourke up there? Beto, who he is, is pulling, so fucking sad. Because of his below Andrew Yang. How embarrassing <laughs> is that? Cory Booker as well, I think, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Which is like, you know, like you have like a Hell yeah. sitting senator, U.S. senator, like pulling less than just like this, like just kind of out of the blue, random like tech guy. You know? Yeah, the DNC has taken a lot of slack. Uh, for you know how they chose you know who qualified for these debates L like they basically they didn't just take all like the reputable polls and just be like yeah these are you gotta you know break you know this average to get on these polls no they like picked and choose which polls like uh were there like to their benefit yeah they left off some pretty decent polls too i know like emerson for instance right. wasn't included like there were there were several uh more notable polls that were not included yeah i think I, I i don't like i'm not one of those people who like you know thinks that like uh it's completely directed at tulsi i think it's also like directed at kirsten, uh, kirsten Gillibrand. um a lot of people are still very mad at her about the al franken stuff and especially like the democratic establishment types they're still really angry at kirsten Gillibrand about the uh, al franken stuff so um yeah what al franken stuff well, she was like the one who led the charge. She was like the Democratic senator that led the charge against to like push him out of out of the Senate. Oh, to get him to resign. Yeah, yeah. yeah she also came out against uh, and she said that Democrats uh, should have never defended Bill Clinton, which I thought was pretty uh, fucking bold. I yeah. think that uh, I think that the Bill Clinton thing is a very good move. Uh, I, although I I will say I I mean this has probably been. In terms of like determining who makes the debate stage, like there's just still work to be done, but I think this is a massive improvement over uh, how it was done in the past. Oh, for sure. Yeah. yeah. The the fact that they have to have grassroots support uh, is great. I thought it was interesting. A lot of these like no name candidates are talking about how they have to spend like you know sixty to a hundred dollars to try to get people to donate a dollar. I'm thinking to myself, yeah, you don't have to do that if you actually like you know don't suck. Yeah, right. I think single. I think I, I think like uh, single donations should be way more of an indicator than like polling mm -hmm. you know 
Yeah, I mean, like, I mean, basically, like all, like most of these candidates, I've gotten ads from them on social media saying, you know, contribute just one dollar to make sure I get on the debate stage. And I didn't, I, I mean, I don't know about you guys, but I didn't get a single one of those from Bernie. No, he's like, he I'm, need I'm fucking good. He, he actually, I don't have to grovel. Uh, he qualified for um, all four debates on the first day announced. So, because he got 130, he got over the 130,000 on the first day, and his polling was uh, already there. That's fucking awesome. So, I'm actually, to to be honest, I'm actually a little bit bummed that John Delaney didn't make it in because <laughs> Delaney or Buzz. Well, no, just because like he's such an easy punching bag. He's like he's like that guy that you love to hate. You know. I think Joe Biden's gonna fill in greatly. <laughs> I, I saw recently uh, on Twitter. Um, Bernie went after Joe Biden, uh, so I think we'll. I think we're going to see more of that in the debate oh, coming up. God, I am. Excited. I think it's just going to be well. Um, something I thought was kind of interesting. So, like, uh, you know how like they they normally like they go by polls based on like where they put the candidates on the stage. So generally, the person that's polling the best gets you know center stage and second and keep them moving forth. Um, interestingly enough, they they uh, they only used the last uh, f- like in the last debate they used all of the polls prior. In this last one, they only used five polls prior, uh, and that's because if you use all of them, um, Bernie is clear second. If you use the last five. Uh, Warren is second. So I thought that was very interesting. Uh, Change in, in how many polls they use to determine who's on stage. You got Warren and Biden right in the center. Right in the center baby. stage. Yeah, that was definitely the competition is on. Yeah, the, the, the media is definitely like, um, pushing like the, the Biden Warren feud. Which... Well, I think more importantly than that, you kind of get um, you Bernie and Warren in between Biden or, or Biden in sandwiching, sandwiching like Biden in between those two is going to be very entertaining yeah. for sure, to say the least. I want Bernie to go up on the stage and say, like, you know, they say that, uh, you know, that uh, Mr. Biden is more electable. And I may be a little bit older than him, but at least I've retained full cognitive functionality. <laughs> I mean, at the very least, that's a low bar. Bernie would never, like, sc- scroll to that level. Oh, just absolutely be like, not. That would be fucking hilarious if he did. He would, uh, I don't know, he would just kind of, like, you know, talk about the politics. He, he just sings his tune, bro. He, he's I want very someone... disciplined. I want someone to get up there and say, you know, for a man that evokes Obama so damn much, you'd think you'd be able to remember his damn name. <laughs> right. <laughs> yeah. Joe Biden, you are a clout shark. <laughs> <laughs> My friend Cardi B, she said it best, which she said, you'll do anything for clout. <laughs> These hoes, they do everything for clout. They do anything. It's crazy. <laughs> <laughs> and the New York Times writes uh, 500 articles about uh, uh, Bernie doing verbal blackface. <laughs> <laughs> Further proof that Joe Biden is the only candidate that can uh, get elected by black people. Speaking of oh. like media bias, you guys see that Washington Post uh, bullshit? Oh my uh, goodness! Yeah, so like uh, Washington Post did like a uh, uh, article. The fact they, check. Yeah, the fact check. They fact checked Bernie. Um, and oh, what's that? Three what's that fuckhead's name? Is it like Glenn something or is no? It was a different guy. It wasn't Glenn Kessler. It was a different guy, different it, Washington Post fact checker that we hate. Yeah. Um, basically, yeah. They, they they said that you know Bernie made the statement that uh, over uh, five hundred thousand people uh, file medical bankruptcy every year. And uh, interestingly enough, the Washington Post wrote an article 
saying that very same thing a few weeks prior, but they gave Bernie three Pinocchios and uh, <laughs> <laughs> they, uh, <laughs> they went to, in the article, they went to the, the guy that, you know, did the study. Like he's the one that, you know, performed like the study and yeah, the guy, the nice. guy's like, uh, no, you guys are wrong. Actually, Bernie is right. Like there's, n- there's no, like if anything, Bernie is underestimating the situation. And he wrote a letter to the Washington post, uh, asking them to retract, uh, their, uh, article and then put out a statement saying like, you know, this is the truth basically. And, uh, no, they doubled down and they <laughs> told like the guy that like, Oh yeah. Your study was wrong. Actually. Your study was wrong. And like, it wasn't like actually like peer reviewed. And no, it was, it, it was pedantry really, really at the like base of their argument was, Oh, well it's not just medical bankruptcy. Like they had taxes and credit card bills and all this other sort of stuff that happens when you're, you know, live in part of a society and have multiple different, uh, responsibilities and uh, yeah, no bankruptcy yeah. is ever due to one specific cause, but it was like majority of the cases involved. Yeah, so it, majority. Ba- so basically, just like it, the whole point of the argument was, what do you mean by what cause? What what is the cause? What do you mean by caused? Like that's really what it comes down to, and it, re- like that, it was like a sixteen hundred page like article, and it was just about that. Like that's what it was. What is the definition of? It? is well, in, in just, this context yeah that's basically what it was it, it came down to it was just a fucking joke Dude, the worst clinton fucking ghost wrote that article <laughs> and then in response to that today he uh, released a plan that he's going to cancel all medical debt in this country i saw that all yeah. 81 billion so on on my on my fact checking scale of the Washington Post fact check, out of uh, four bags of shit, I give it four <laughs> bags of shit. I give them three Pinocchios. <laughs> also, Pinocchio doesn't fucking like clone himself when he lies. I don't understand. Like, why, why is there yeah, multiple Pinocchios? Yeah. Like, like, what is, is, is a, a Is a Pinocchio a like the unit of measure of like how? Like the increments of length that his nose grows, or it doesn't make any sense. <laughs> yeah, I it doesn't make any sense. I give that article four out of the possible four uh, Jeff Bezos dick pics. <laughs> <laughs> I'm kind of excited to see. I kind of have like a love hate thing with him, uh, Andrew Yang. Like, I don't like most of his policies, but I like the fact that he's just, like, not a standard politician uh-huh. talking bullshit, so he does say, like, some pretty interesting things from time to time. So, I'm excited to see that. I don't know why Amy Klobuchar is on the debate stage. Oh, my I, God. I don't, think, I don't think anyone outside of Minnesota gives a fuck about her. Yeah. Yeah, like, Amy Klobuchar, Beto O'Rourke, Cory Booker, like, th- worthless candidates. I'd rather mm-hmm. see Amy Klobuchar than fucking Beto O'Rourke. Oh, my God. At least she's, like, weird as hell. He's just boring. <laughs> I, I I give Matias some credit on well, that. Well, you're That's not you're analysis. not impressed with his skateboarding. Uh, um, he makes skateboarding less cool. He's he's stood on everything. He stood on the top of everything but the poles. Yeah, maybe Beto should like 
write a song about how sad he is that nobody likes him and that he's like at the bottom <laughs> of the polls. And he's like missing his opportunity to like hick and looper it, like where you just like drop out and run for Senate. Knows. Drop the fuck out and run for Senate. <laughs> oh he's, my god. He's I think he's, he's missing that opportunity. There's there's a uh, there's now two people in the uh, Democratic side running for that uh, position. Yeah, yeah. Two women. There's a uh, uh, the Speaker of the uh, State House, mm-hmm. speak, former Speaker of the State House. I think his name is Andrew. Um, no, there's a, there's, uh, there must be three then, because one of them is uh, there's, Romanoff. There's two of them are women. Uh, Summer Hernandez, and I forget the name of the other uh, woman. The Intercept had wrote an article about her, but uh, yeah, there's. Two. Are you talking about the Hickenlooper one? Or are you talking about the uh, uh, Cornyn? Oh, Cornyn. Yeah, I'm saying he's missing. His I know chance. which one you're talking yeah, about. Yeah. Like, well, the, no. What, one of those women is way better than Beto O'Rourke. I'll mm-hmm. say that number one. But like, she definitely she doesn't have the name recognition and you know the support the statewide support that Beto O'Rourke has. Um, so that's number one. Uh, but yeah, I was talking about um that guy that Hickenlooper is running against, Andrew Romanoff. I believe oh, yeah, his yeah, name yeah. is. Yeah, he was the former uh, speaker of the state house. Um, Intercept just uh, wrote an article about that race too. They've been writing a lot of articles about you know um Chuck Sumer's uh fucking failure escapades trying to like recruit people to run for senate yeah, he's every... the fucking worst majority leader ever or minority leader ever like just seriously i cannot wait to replace Fuck that motherfucker chuck yeah seriously well said my friend well uh, i think we can wrap things up there um thanks for listening to this week's episode um please make sure you subscribe on itunes spotify google play wherever else you get podcasts uh, you should go give us a rating on iTunes because that'll help other people find our show. Uh, make sure to like us on Facebook at State of the Revolution. You can find us on Twitter at SOTR Pod. And um, if you want to help support our show, uh, you can do so on Patreon at patreon.com slash Michigan Progressive. Yeah, that's actually really important, guys, in case you haven't heard. Um, Sirhan Sirhan, who allegedly. Uh, killed RFK. Um, it was stabbed in prison. So obviously, you know, allegedly, uh, yeah, allegedly. And uh, <laughs> the obviously the intelligence agencies are you know tying up loose ends. And if you don't want that to happen to us, we need your money, <laughs> please. We need protection, uh, we folks. Need, yeah, we need we need to buy off our CIA handlers. They're getting very very angry with us. So please give us your money. And um, the yeah. CIA. It's the only way we can tell the story, the true story of we'll what keep... happened to Jeffrey Epstein. <laughs> yeah, we'll keep discrediting the left and the le- and socialism and communism and make it uh, unpalatable uh, to uh, the majority of people. So please give us your money so that we continue our project of destroying communism. <laughs> okay. <laughs> well, you know, this, doing the show is quite a bit of work. And, um, you know, we all, we've all got day jobs and, and most of us, uh, are, you know, organizing with the local DSA or the Bernie Sanders campaign or, you know, other, some other of us projects. Are doing all of it. Yeah. Some of us are doing all of it. So some of us have to buy drugs for legal reasons. We're That's not going to buy drugs with your money. We're going to buy like equipment and help us and help each other out. But like, you know, if drugs are involved with that, you know, that's just. No, I not... mean, you know, there are mental. It's it is like a mental equipment. Am I not right? <laughs> the, 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 what, He's what are convinced they... me. I don't yeah. know about you guys. It, they call it, in sports. It's called performance enhancing. Am this I, is still uh, a Patreon plug. The, these people want a performance. Am I wrong? It's, it's, are it's, you not entertained? They should be called entertainment enhancing drugs. <laughs> 
Still going. <laughs> just We're still doing the plug. Just just to be clear, we don't do drugs. None of us do drugs. Only we steroids. Never... We only do steroids. <laughs> because it's entertainment enhancing. Well, fuck it. Anyway. <laughs> uh, I'm I'm Benjamin Klon. I'm Matthias Brimmer. Zachary Reinhardt. And I am Alex Zahori. Alright, we'll be uh, we'll be back soon. Bye.